Hey, thanks for tuning in to Max Man Cave Chats. Episode 4 with Alex Hahn from Will Be Official. You're going to love this one. So, hey, what's up there, uh, guys? Everybody coming out to the Man Cave, checking us out? Well, I got a treat for you today because I got my real good friend, just an awesome dude, freaking metalhead like me, uh, one of my Moshin buddies. Uh, we did that before. Uh, Alex on from Will Be Official. Uh, we're going to do like we always do, man. Just sit here, have some good conversation, drink some whiskey, and uh, talk about real stuff. So um, I'll give you a, a real, real lowdown of Alex uh, on the intro to this. Um, but Alex, why don't you go ahead and just uh, introduce yourself, man, and let people know who you are and what you do. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in today. And Mac, thanks for having me on your podcast uh, guys, uh, my name is Alex. I'm with Wooby Official Inc. Uh, we produce the Wooby hoodie. So what we did is we took the uh, traditional poncho liner that the military's issued, and we just turned it into an everyday wearable, fashionable uh, outer garment for everyone to enjoy. So you might see that around uh, on on our uh, page at Wooby Official, and you might have seen it at uh, Max Place as well here in Fayetteville. Uh, but I'm from South Carolina. Uh, I got a good family down there. Uh, it's good to uh, be here in Fayetteville serving our nation at Fort Bragg. Uh, I'm currently in the Special Forces community at Third Group as an 18 Echo. That's a communications sergeant. Uh, other than that, man, I, I just uh, do a lot of business on the side. Uh, and I started Will Be Official back in 2019 with my good uh, business partner, uh, Mike. So that, that's pretty much it, man. Well, cool, man. Well, like I said, dude, I really appreciate you coming over. Not only for this, but just come hang out, man, because I love hanging out with you. Thanks, man. But uh, and I know some of my some of the guys watching this would be like, Sergeant Major's hanging out with a SF dude. What the hell? He used to chew yeah, them up. Going on, man? Hey, I love <laughs> this guy. But uh, no, man. Uh, you know, this is my first in-person one in the man cave. Uh, you know, I want to get more people in here, uh, and you know, just to come in, hang out, talk about stuff talk about daily life especially now how crazy everything is but how how we're dealing with it you know um also i'm here for you too brother because you you are active duty and i know there are a lot of active duty guys that watch this you know there may be some questions you have for an old dude like me absolutely you know that i might be able to answer um but yeah man um first off what i what i wanted to ask you um to start this off is like with everything the way it is right now with uh the social distancing and i know the the military's got stuff going on and all how do you, how are you guys uh you know staying tight as a unit because i know a lot of guys are you guys back to hanging out in the team house or are you still kind of separated so also guys that just who are watching right now be in mind uh i'm also very new to the community as well so training's extremely long with the uh, Special Forces Pipeline, uh, being able to get to a team, it has been some time. And I don't wanna put too much emphasis on uh, what I do in the military yeah. during this conversation too much, but yeah. um, because obviously there's some things that you, know, yeah, you, you wanna keep talk it, about. keep, yeah. keep it kind of quiet. But I'll say this, that uh, a lot of training's kind of backed up right now. And uh, I guess getting people to teams, there's guys that, that, there's some teams that supposedly don't really uh, exist not trying to give any type of information yeah. out or anything like that just that um, 
I'm sure it's very hard to get guys through training right now into teams because uh, they need guys right yeah. now. And uh, with that separation, training is always going to continue to go on, and they take the procedures that they need uh, to to keep guys up and ready, so that we are the uh, the world's uh, greatest military. Yeah, and that's no doubt. We still are the world's greatest military. Uh, the reason I ask that, man, is just because I have a lot of guys that you know talk to me still from Fort Bragg. Yeah. You know, even even uh, you know airborne guys and. It's hard for them now, you know, because of the way for a while there, a lot of them didn't even go to work. Yeah, weren't going uh, to work. And, you yeah. know, when you're not doing your work, uh, you start to get a little bit complacent. And that takes a personal responsibility uh, for the soldier to stay motivated and say, you know, I'm still in the military and you know, I am an important and critical asset to my nation taking that personal responsibility to say, you know, I'm not just a number, but you're yeah. not just a number. You're you an important not. person. Everybody in a collective, you're cooperative together. Um, it's really different. I had this conversation earlier about just seeing competition and being um, cooperative and cooperative on a team with other people. And I know in the military, uh, people are competitive. That's what drives us, what makes us better. It makes us want to be better. But also remembering that we're on a team and we're all working together at the same time and uh, you don't get the mission done, you don't get the objectives done uh, unless you work as a team. You're not competing against each other when you're on the mission together. Yep. Everyone's all exactly. focused on the same goals. That's the difference between being an animal versus being a person. We have reason, yeah. right? And we're all there the job done. Yeah, and that's, the, and that's key, man. Um, you know, like I said, I've had a lot of guys ask me because it's been challenging. Um, but what I tell them is like I used to tell guys in the military, I'm like, even though you're not seeing your guys every day, which I know a lot of units are kind of back to normal, but you got to remember um, you as a young leader, older leader, whatever, don't ever expect what you don't inspect. There you go. You know, so guys are out flapping, doing their own thing. It's so easy to do to check on them through text and cell phone and, you know, all that crap. But you got to figure out a way to do face-to-face -face, you know whether i mean hell sometimes it might be on video like we're doing now right but if you're not looking at them you're not checking them then don't expect them to be who they were when they were there with you every day because at the end of the day they're soldiers man and they're young um so i just throw that out there because i've had a lot of guys you know talk to me about it and i know it's got to be challenging yeah uh, and i don't envy you guys at all uh, to try to, especially in your your community, to try to to try to knock this training out and get all the training that you can, and at the same time also be safe because of social distancing and practicing, you know, wearing the mask and all that stuff. But uh, but what I will tell you is, you know, I, I hear people all the time talk about the military now and about how it's not disciplined and this and that. Well, you know what? They said that when I was in in the 90s. They said that when I was in the 2000s. Right. The only thing different now is one, well, there's a couple differences, but one, you guys have a challenge unlike any I've ever seen with all this craziness going on. Yeah, because you have to meet the demands of the team. Exactly. You, you, have to, you have to meet the demands. You have to hit those gates. You have to, you know, you have to be a T at training. But also you have to understand how to embrace technology because the kids coming in today, you know, 
their life is on this. All right. You know, so if you as a leader can't embrace that and understand the technology, I mean, hell, even understanding social media is important for these guys nowadays, you know? Right. It's also important for them to stay, it's for their morale as yeah. well. A lot of people nowadays are you know, creating pages because they want to reach out to people, communicate with people, maybe start a brand. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of fans only pages that uh, you know people are that, maybe yeah. using the uniform to try and yeah, build no. their brand, and you know I'm not going to have my really opinion on that. Yeah, um, that. I'm not trying to be you know, politically correct and politically correct with things. I'm just saying that uh, it's important to people because that's what they grew up with. So it might be a little foreign to you and I. I'm still yeah. a young guy, and you're a little older than me, <laughs> but a little, a little bit older. Uh, but, and it's a little foreign to me how important social media is to people in their daily lives. Uh, so whatever they use it for, good or bad, um, just embracing it, like you said, is important. Yeah, embracing the technology, man. It's just like, you know, when I was a, when I was a young NCO, when we went in Iraq the first time, we didn't hardly have anything. Right. You know, we had ICOMs and stuff like that. And then when we started getting all the high-speed stuff as the war went on, most of the senior guys were were pushing back so hard to not get that stuff yeah. because because there's a there's a um, a uh, what do you call it a um, you know there's a comfort factor to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not comfortable with that because I've never used it, but I know this like the back of my hand. But as a leader, you should know everything that your your guys and gals use. You should understand right. how to use it. If you don't know. All you got to do is pick up a manual and stuff like that. Right. right, absolutely. And being on a team, being an Echo, for example, there's a lot of different types of sophisticated technology that we use. And it's imperative that we know it frontwards and backwards. And then also that we cross-train everybody else that's on the team. And if we're teaching a foreign asset as well, being able to teach them uh, certain procedures, the tactics, techniques of implementing those types of technology uh, in a wartime capability. Yeah. With that also is um, just like from your standpoint being maybe, I think, what are you, how old are you now? 47. 47? Okay. I'm old. Just with the time frame in change, you guys were using like the, the pay phones still when you're on deploy just to call yeah. your families. Yeah. Our guys right now are using Skype and everything. Yeah. yeah. As, that, as that came through, now everyone's got a phone overseas with internet yeah. capability. And able to communicate homes. So. And as a leader, especially an older guy. Mm. You know, you have to, you have to understand that that's the way of life now. Right. You know, and I get a lot of guys that I hear say, you know, no, man, it's, you got to figure it out. Right. You know. And whether it be for a tactical standpoint, using stuff, technology yeah. that's on your team, stuff you're using for warfare, or it's using stuff you're using in your personal life, such so as cell phone, tablet, computer, um, you know, respecting and embracing it, like you yeah. said, is very important. But also, not being afraid to get back to the basics, maybe, yeah. as well. Now so that's important. Now that's that's the one thing I was I was going to hit on later okay. is that's one thing that I even saw three years ago. You know when I retired was even basic land navigation was so hard to people because we have GPSs. Right. And when you wanted guys to go out and do land nav, sometimes leaders would be like, "Why don't we just use our GPSs?" Right. Well, what if your GPS don't work? Exactly. What if you got you jamming know? that's out yeah. there? So you oh, yeah. still need to you still need to understand the basics. You need to you need to, if you can do if you can do everything that the military says you should be able to do that every basic soldier should do. 
regardless of what it is, you can survive in combat. Absolutely. No, you when, know. when stuff goes down and they yep. start bringing out the jammers, whatever it might be, you go back to the compass and the protractor and the map, and you go back to those iron sights. Yeah, the iron sights are... You know, it's this funny you said... reflex technology that's going on. You know, I'm not a war story guy, but it's funny you said iron sights. So when yeah. we went into the invasion, we, uh, we went into a Samoa, the big battle. And I'll never forget, I'm walking in that night, and it's just at daybreak, and I had a CCO back then, which was speed at the time. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was a young squad leader, and uh, my CCO was fogged up, like just totally fogged up, so... Took it off, put it in my butt pack, used my backup iron sights, and, and that's what I used for that entire firefight. Yeah. But the key to that, and I know a lot of guys that are watching this that know me, know why I was so hellacious on making sure iron sights are zeroed and you qual with them as, as well as the other stuff, is because right. mine was zeroed. You know, I had qual with iron sights, so yep. I could actually hit stuff with it. So right there, technology can break. And that's why you have those backup things like that. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, man, I mean, like... It's going back to the basics, man. Yeah. And, and we, we talk about that. I was telling you about Taekwondo earlier. And yeah. I, I really respect my instructors uh, very much. We talk about the basics all the time. And that's what a black belt's able to do very well. He does the basics. Yeah. Right. Very well. When they talk about doing uh, for, formations, operations, and uh, formations, orders, of movement, right? Some films. Uh, Say you're in a, in a break contact or you know, you're doing a peel. Just your, sim your simple leapfrog tactic, if it's done well and executed, orchestrated the right way, some guys, when they look at it, maybe it's an enemy or maybe it's just something in rehearsals. You have somebody out there like a commander that's watching and he's like, these guys are really squared away, man. But they're just yeah. doing the basics right. That leapfrog tactic right there. Well, you can do, if you got the basics down, you can do anything straight up. If you have the basics down. Um, but that's in... That's in anything you do, man. That's day-to-day -day life, you right. know. Um, I mean, like you with a business, you know. Absolutely. It's the same thing. There's, there's basics that you have to cover every day. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what business it is, too. Yeah. And, and one of the things about me, I, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. I started my first business about six years ago in uh, 3D printing. And uh, 3D printing is much different than retail with a, a clothing item, such as the Whoopi hoodie. And uh, although there have differences in what it is the product or the service might be, the principle behind business, all the basics remain the same. Uh, sure things change with modernization and mechanization, with technology that didn't exist back before. Just six years ago, you know, what we're doing right now wasn't a thing really. Podcasts weren't a thing. No. Uh, you're not able to record and, and, and make a, an awesome video with a cell phone. <laughs> six years ago, there was a still the razor <laughs> flip phone still so <laughs> yeah well you know i changes man i remember when i was in the military being a cq runner actually having to run to yeah. the battalion yeah you know send a whatsapp chat yeah, nowadays yeah, yeah exactly That's crazy. but uh but yeah man i mean uh like i told you guys man i'm i'm, I'm so psyched to have alex here because i've met a lot of dudes uh especially you know with the shop and everything uh and you know i've seen a lot over the years and i know a lot of people now i mean you know that but you know you have a you have a there's always a circle of people that are like when you meet them you know what you see is what you get you know because a lot of people even when they come talk to me they put up that facade you know like right. you know i'm a badass so you think i'm cool you know or whatever yeah. 
you know, and it's not a, it's not about any of that. What I loved about Alex the first time I met you, man, was you were just straight up you. You know, you came in, talked to me about we'll be official, you know, and we just kind of started talking. We didn't really tell war stories. It was more about just, uh, I don't know, like life stories, man. You yeah. Know? And, that, and that, to Absolutely. me, and to me, that's, that's what it's about, man. Like just when somebody comes up and you meet them and they're, it's not all about them. You right. Know? Absolutely. I mean, you were, you were, you explained to me about we'll be official, what you guys do and all. And I really love what it was about, but it wasn't, it wasn't about you. It was about your mission, you know, which was to me, I can tell you in, in the civilian world, especially in the business sector is it's dog eat dog. And, uh, and there are so many people out there to cut each other off and, and to undercut each other. And you, as the guy with would be official coming into my shop, man, you never, ever once seemed like that. I mean, hell, all you tried to do was help me, you know, and that, sure. and that to me as an old guy trying to learn business, which I sucked at it, but, um, you know, seeing these things and seeing all the people that hit me up every day, man, you were one of the, like for real, one of the guys who I was like, you know, if if I had money to invest in something or I knew it, I'd, I would trust you, you know, and, you. That, and that, in this world, man, and especially with me now, I mean, after being in the military for 25 years and being a Sergeant Major, I may as well have been a psychologist so I can read people. Right. And, uh, you know, like right now, man, I knew if, I know if I called you tomorrow and said, hey, dude, I need help, you'd be there. Absolutely. And that's, that's what it's about. I would be. So, um, yeah, man, I just, you know, to have a guy like this, but also to be active duty, but also be special forces, man, and not, and, and, you know, not play the game like a lot of, a lot of us do, you know, I'm a badass, I slay bodies and all this shit, you know, man, it, you, none of you guys out there have anything to prove with that, man, because it doesn't, it doesn't make you more badass. It doesn't make people think you're more badass. It makes people like me that meet you think you're a chooch bag, if you know what that means. If you don't know what it means, look it up. But, uh, you know, when you're young, you want to you wanna be that badass. I mean, hell, I was that guy. But when, you, when you, you get older and you learn, you learn about life and you learn about what's important. And especially in your world, my world in the military, you know, What's important is doing your job, but more importantly than that, always doing what you have to do to take care of your buddy. And uh, to me, that's everything. And, you know, I always understood it in the military. Like, I would have died for any guy that I ever worked with, no doubt about it. But I never truly understood never ever truly understood what taking care of your buddy meant until about a year after I got out. And it's because like guys like me to guys like you, when I'm in, man, I, it's kind of like we talked about earlier. It's, you know, I can't be your friend. I'm your leader. But at the end of the right. day, at the end of the day, you know, and you have to, you have to get out of this mentality, but at the end of the day, even though you don't think you're doing it, I'm looking at you as a number. Because, for example, if you decided to transition out tomorrow, right? What am I focused on as your leader when you're transitioning out? Well, 
you should be focusing on the person's well-being for their transition. Some leaders, if they call themselves leaders, they're more about the retention. Yeah. What can they do to keep you in? What can they, they do to say, hey man, stay with the team? Some leaders, although they're in that position of leadership, it's hard to call them a leader because what a leader is supposed to do is to be able to inspire, motivate, give purpose, guidance, direction, Yep. right? Whether it be for the mission with the military or what are they gonna do when they get out? Where yeah. are they gonna go and be when they get out? Because you're not gonna be that rank anymore. You're not gonna be in the army anymore. That's, that, that purpose that you had while you were in, Is that no structure's more. gone now. Yeah. And I, I had left the service before. I was in the Air Force for 10 years prior to coming to, to the army. And uh, during that, I remember when that structure left, although I did the right thing before I got out and I was preparing so I didn't have some of the issues that some people might have experienced. Maybe some of you that have listened are listening now have had that experience before of not knowing where to go when you get out. But the leader should be focused on how can I help this person continue on with their life. Yep. Ensure they transition successfully. Ensure transition successfully. Well, you know, and I'll tell you, Alex, from a, an old command sergeant major perspective in an infantry unit, an airborne infantry unit, we took care of guys, you know, we made sure they went to, to TAPS. Um, we made sure they got their awards. We made sure they got their NCOERs and all. I talked to every soldier that was in their reenlistment window, and I talked some into staying in. But truthfully, and I say this for like senior leaders watching this, is truthfully as that senior leader, you don't, you don't realize you're doing it, but truthfully, what you're really focused on with that kid is once they got their award, once they got their NCOER, all that stuff, their leave is taken care of, what am I really focused on after that, filling that slot, you know? And and I get it, man, because the mission is everything in the military. Absolutely. But where we fail and where I've, and you know, I've always never, I've never been a no-fail guy. I've always been a learn from your mistakes guy. But where I think I failed as a senior leader was you know, and it took me until I retired to realize this is there were so many guys out there that have worked for me over the years that I just didn't talk to anymore. And I didn't check up on them. I didn't, I didn't call them, you know, and, it, and, and I could say it's because I didn't have time because of the mission. Right. But there's always time, man. There and, is always uh, time. But you never know when you're going to run into them again as well. Exactly. But for, for you guys still in, and there's no cookie cutter answer to it. I mean, Alex can tell you, you know, you can only do so much while you're in to help somebody transition. You can make sure they have a plan. You can, uh, you can, you know, explain to them what life's going to be like outside of the military, how the, the structure is not going to be there anymore, what about purpose. Cause a lot of people think the grass is greener until they get on the other side. But what we don't do, and I can tell you this because I've lived it, I've learned it, I've seen it, is we don't continue to check up on these guys. Absolutely, and that's, and that's unfortunately why you see some of the uh, situations that are going on with uh, some of these brave men who get out and they don't know how to transition. Yeah. They don't know how to transition. They transition to the civilian world. They transition to a job. They transition to something, whatever their plan was, yeah. but they didn't transition as a person yep. inside because it's hard to leave something with structure yeah. and it's hard to leave the guys that you served with to go on the outside 
and be daring, be brave, courageous to take on this new responsibility and be around people that maybe don't think the same way as you did. Yeah, and, and, and that's very hard. That's very hard. Um, you know, I'll tell you, man, uh, I had my CSM that I look up to. He's like a second father to me, Sarmator Flowers. And I'm saying his name on here because he knows how much I love him. But I remember as a as a young platoon sergeant, after I, I was a staff sergeant, I got wounded, came back to Bragg. I fought through my injuries, stayed in, even though I could have got, you know, they wanted to medically retire me. I fought it, stayed in. But I remember one day I was out foot marching with my guys. I, was, I just got my platoon. And... Uh, Flowers pulled me off to the side because this was only about eight months after I was wounded. He pulled me off to the side and he told me, he's like, if I see you doing this again, I'm going to move you up to S2. And I was like, Sergeant Major, this is my platoon. He's like, yeah, but you ain't ready to be doing this yet, man. He's like, your body still ain't fixed. And I'm like, I'm good, Sergeant Major. And then he put his hand on my shoulder and he told me one thing that I never, I never truly understood it until I finally finally got ready to retire it's he was like when you get to the point to where you either reach shelf, your self shelf life as a soldier or you decide to get out he's like I'm telling you man and this is the truth there's only one person in the military that gives a shit about you and you know who that is and I was like you Sergeant Major he's like no you right. and and I never truly understood that until I got ready to retire but transitioning out, not only for a retiree, but for soldiers, it's a very lonely thing to do. Yeah. You know, because you did it, man. You know, Absolutely. like, it's like all of a sudden, you know, everything's going to be cool because I'm getting out. I don't have to deal with assholes. Especially the Air Force, man. Yeah. You got, like, five-star hotels and, yeah, well, you and guys. chauffeurs for your, yeah. <laughs> your restaurant or whatever it is. But, no, I'm just kidding. But the key is, man, is, is, is my point is... As you guys that are still active duty, man, you can change this. You know, right. you can, and and like I said, man, there's no cookie cutter answer because there's at not. the end of the day, it's about filling that slot. It is. You know, you want to take care of the guys as much as you do, but the mission comes first. The mission comes first, um, right? And, and like, he made me understand, but I didn't understand until I got ready to retire, is the reason there's only one person that cares about you then is because... At the end of the day, somebody may tell you they're taking care of you, right? But even though they don't know it self-consciously, they're focused on the mission, you know. And he told me that he's like, and when I got ready to retire, he's the one told me just retire, man. And I remember we sit down for lunch. I was like, Sorry, Major, before I can even say anything, he's like, retire. You've reached the pinnacle. Do your thing, and he's like, he's like, I tell you what, man. Go tell division and brigade that you want to retire. And he's like, see if they support you or see if they try to talk you out of it. Right. And no, I didn't understand why he was saying it, but I went and told him, and guess what? They tried to talk me out of it. And and then that's when he told me, he's like, see, it's it's selfish, man. He's like, we're selfish. We don't know we are, but we are. We say we're taking care of you, but we're truly taking care of ourselves because the mission comes first. It does. And when you're a good, good leader... Because our nation depends on it yeah. as well. Yeah, and when you're a good, good leader... You know, people know that it's going to suck to lose you. But at the end of the day, there's always somebody to move up to that next slot. That's true. So, 
when we were talking about this earlier is because you're not you're not just a number no you're a person and you are a critical asset to the team and you have to know that inside of yourself yes and that's what's going to make you perform better too is is wanting wanting to be a part of the team and be part of a cooperative yeah. cooperative group of people focused it, on a similar task purpose direction or direction absolutely you know uh, man and 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 the leaders out there you have to take a step back and look at look at what that that saw gunner did or look at what that echo did or whatever while they were in and like okay they gave everything while they were here so now i need to do the same for them as they're transitioning out you know and that, and that's and i can just tell you from a senior guy's perspective is we really suck at that you know i mean we truly do man and that's and that's why i love to talk to you guys because if anything i'm hoping you know one day when you get to that level that things may change and we may figure out how to ensure that you know especially and i get it man in the conventional world it's it's a lot harder because the numbers are so much higher you know um, but at the same time, it's not hard to text a guy or hit him up on Facebook, you know. And sometimes that's all it takes is just letting them know that, hey, I'm still here for you, brother, even though you're not in. Mm -hmm. I'm still always going to be like to a lot of guys that know me, you know, I'm still Staff Sergeant Mac or I'm still Sergeant First Class Mac or I'm still First Sergeant Mac, you know, because I, I still talk to them. Right. And, and that, I can tell you, man especially being retired and having my old sergeants majors and colonels and all who are retired generals and everything now still talk to me mm -hmm. you know some days when it may be just a message on instagram or facebook but just hearing their hearing them say hey man i miss you stuff like that it makes the day just go by so much better you know absolutely so, um, i totally agree on you've hit on a few things uh, several times you hit about the you're not just a number, but the mission has to go on and you yeah. will be replaced. Yeah. However, um, one of the things that you probably saw and one of the things that leaders must do is be that person that is hard and that can rise to the occasion and correct things. And a lot of people, they don't understand why the correction is being done. They don't understand why things are happening. Only the what. Yeah, and the why is very important, and and that's one of the things that you have a very good way of, of portraying, explaining, to people is the why. Why am I doing this? Because there's a lot of people that might come into the military. They don't come in with structure, right? Some yeah. of you guys may be listening. Uh, I was blessed to have a great family, a great father, and he was hard on me, but he taught me certain things. He's made me the man that I am now. He doesn't treat me the same way he did when he was younger, when I was younger, and when he was younger too. Um, and, and, and now, uh, you know, I still love my father. Um, but when you, you come into the service, that leader is now who's above you, Sergeant Major, you know, Chief Master Sergeant in the Air Force, yep. whatever it might be, is now stepped into that position or should be in that position to lead you. Yes. And, you know, some people didn't have fathers. Some people have fathers, they're never there. And some people have fathers that were strict, made them who they were. And you have some fathers just gave you know their kids everything they ever wanted, um, but when you come into the service, 
and you have that leader that's there. And as a sergeant major, I'm sure you were a fatherly figure to so many people. Yeah, I mean, I was the old guy. You're the old guy. I mean, and you have to be hard on your guys from time to time. Yeah. They might not understand why. Well, you, you know, you, understand why. you know, man, um, I learned a lot over the years about leadership. I, I truly did. And, uh, you know, as a, as a command sergeant major, you're always going to be that guy that everybody fears just by virtue of the rank you wear. But at that level, what I tried to focus on, man, was I tried to be approachable to the soldiers you know, because if I could talk to those guys, then I could get a pulse of what's going on in my battalion. Now, like I would tell my first sergeants or everybody else, Joe will, and I'm not going to say the curse word, but Joe will F you. He don't know it, but he will when he's talking to a guy like me. He's always going to say something, or I'm going to ask the right question to see what's not happening right. And then as a sergeant major, what I would do, is I would tell him, hey, what, uh, what company you in, man? And he'd tell me, what platoon? Okay, cool. And then when he walked off, I'd call his first sergeant and be like, hey, I want to see second platoon, platoon sergeant up in my office now. And then I'd pull him in there. I wouldn't tell him what soldier I talked to or nothing, but I would talk to him about the deficiency. And what I would, what I would do more than yell at him was I would be like, why is that a deficiency? Why is it a problem? Why do we not let guys do this why does the army say this is the way it's supposed to be and believe you me even starting first classes 99 percent of the time didn't know the answer and there's always a reason behind everything so like for example if you're that young staff sergeant and you walk up to a kid and his uniform's messed up you want to scuff him up you want to yell at him whatever but what you should do is go up to him and be like hey is that the standard why do we not do that? Why, why does the Army say you have to do this? And then explain to them why. Because when, they, when you walk away, right there, that one little instance, man, may change that kid for the rest of his military career. And I've had guys hit me up throughout the years telling me, you remember that time you did this? Obviously, I don't. But they say that made me the NCO I am today because nobody had ever explained to me why we do these things. You know, right. they used to be like, you're all jacked up. Okay, but, but why is he jacked up? For example, like we talked, I remember I was in Afghanistan. One of the best uh, platoon sergeants I had asked me, he's like, first of all, why is it such a big deal about knee pads and shit like that? Yeah. And you know what I told him? I was like, I was like, the knee pads ain't the big deal, man. It's about the discipline because I told you you have to wear them. I was like, do I think a knee pad is going to save your life? No, but you know what, Will? The discipline to wear them because I'm your leader and I told you to. Right. And, and you know, in a, a uniform, uh, just day-to-day -day life in the military, the structure, waking up on time, doing PT, all that stuff. Believe it or not, what truly keeps you alive in combat is garrison. There you go. And it it's weird to hear that because, trust me, when I was a young... Staff sergeant served first class, I'd have told you you're crazy. Garrison is what keeps you alive in combat. And the reason I say that is because their garrison is where discipline is learned. Because discipline is what keeps you alive in combat. You can be trained all day long. You can be the best trained unit out there, but if you don't have discipline, things are going to fall apart. Because when you get tired, 
you get aggravated if you don't have the discipline to still do what you're supposed to do the right way you're going to have issues and absolutely man and i would take a a basic just know the basics rifle squad over a and a discipline squad that always wears the right uniform always does the right thing does what they're supposed to over guys who are like super studs and look like their shit don't stink and all that stuff right because at the end of the day that shit's that's cool but what's even more important is when shit hits the fan are you going to be level-headed are you going to still do what you're supposed to do when you're told to do it and that's that's a hard part for a lot of young leaders because they don't understand why they're doing things so a lot of times they think it's bullshit so they're like hey it's bullshit we're not going to do that and then you know and in your world it's a little different because the guys that you work with are like you you know guys who have went through a hellacious pipeline mature work really well together but when you're in a conventional world you don't have that you have kids that they're like college kids in the dorm if they don't have somebody there giving them structure telling them what to do tell them why they're doing it making them do it and enforcing it they're not going to grow and learn you know and And, uh, and the hammer will fall it will the hammer will fall for the unconventional side as well when standards go below what's necessary as well yeah absolutely because if, if you don't have your stuff ready pack your bags and you'll be in the hallway yeah and and dude and, and it's not about you know and, and it's not about being cool or looking cool or anything like that it's about basic military discipline and you know i've seen all the gambits of all different units and regardless even national guard you can have just super squared away discipline units but and then you can have the best the best you know trained soldiers out there like i have seen units in the 82nd that are just ate up from the floor up they dudes could run and do push-ups and sit-ups and do all this shit but if it came to wearing their uniform right and freaking doing what they're supposed to do every day they sucked there's some perception that you have in the uniform with the maybe the boots on blouse or the sleeves rolled up or the nice you know oakley shades or whatever and that might be cool there's a time and a place for everything. Truth. There's a time and a place to look cool. There's a time and a place to grow a beard. There's a time and yeah. a place to wear a suit, maybe. Maybe yep. you're going to go speak to some elder of a village. Maybe you're going to go speak to a president of another country or an ambassador. Maybe you're going to be working at a facility where there's people who are you know, dressed professionally yeah. and they're speaking professionally and they have certain standards that they have and you need to be able to be in line with them. So it's all about knowing your operational environment, knowing where you're at. That's key. Knowing where you're at, your operational environment, and knowing your audience. Right. Um, because, like, like I would tell, you know, young NCOs, because I was even one, man. When I'd see the SF dudes, I was like, those dudes are the shit. Because they had the cool gear. Yeah. You know, the hat kicked back. They had, you know, hair like yours. They didn't have to have the high and tight back in the day. And I'm like, those dudes are awesome. But what I never really understood until I was a senior guy was those guys can do that because they're a team that constantly works together, but also they are guys who are very mature. You know, like if I tell a private, hey, 
you don't have to blouse your boots, you know, then that could, that could relate to him like, well, he said I didn't have to do that, so I want to wear my helmet on guard, you know, and then he gets shot in the head. So it's kind of, it's a, you know, as a, as a, as a leader in the military, and it's even in the SF side, is if you're the team into IC or you the, are you the OIC, you have to remember at the end of the day, the decisions you make, you can't make it based off of how they're going to feel. Yeah. You have to make those decisions based off of what's right. And the way you do that is not through here, but through here. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and I can't speak because I've never been in your world, but I could imagine how hard it is because you're so close to be that guy that's like, hey, man, freaking blouse your boots, fix your shit. You know, because dudes would be like, wow, we, don't, we didn't do that before. Well, guess what? I'm in charge now and we're not doing it. You know, and, it, and it's, and it's and kind I'm of very new. Yeah. But I hear and I listen to mentors, yourself, and from the guys that have spent many years in the work that I'm in. Yeah. And uh, I, I take everything that they say very, 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 not with a grain of salt. I take it as a measure and as a lesson of how I'm going to conduct myself uh, in the future because uh, other people's lives are on the line when you work in a small unit. Yes. People's lives are on the line and your decisions affect everyone else around you. And it, it might be something that's you're calling somebody outside. You might be a lesser rank too, less experience, and you're saying something to somebody um, especially being an echo, hey man, yeah. you, just, you need to turn the power down on your radios or something like that. It's going to save battery power for later on. We're going down outside the wire or whatever it might be, so we can actually conduct the mission. There's a reason behind that. We're doing a radio check before we go out. We do a comm circle. Everyone circle up. I want everyone to step in. It's messed up, so I well, can check you. It, it might sound silly because we do it every single time, but it's important because everybody's lives are on the line, so we can properly communicate. It's and I have to be able to take everybody else serious too yeah. who's on the line because your reputation, it, it sticks with you. And what I've heard from the community that I'm in is, is that, um, yeah, your, your stuff can be out in the, the hallway oh, yeah. in just a second Quick. if you mess up. No, I've known plenty of guys that it's got important. kicked out of the pipeline. But, you know, it's, it's, it's what you said, man. It's what, what, do you, what do you call that where, you know, I'm a PFC and I see a Sergeant Major and he's jacked up. And I have the ability to make a correction. What does the military call that? Well, there's a, there's a a few things. But there's an actual term: intestinal fortitude. Well, Maybe yeah, you have intestinal fortitude. Have have. But basically, every soldier in the military, or Marines, or whoever, according to the Uniform Code of Military Justice, has what we call basic general general military authority. Basic general military authority. So basically. If somebody is out of regulation, regardless of rank, as long as they're out of regulation, you as a soldier have the the right to go and correct them. And you don't do it like, hey, fix your shit. You know, if it's a guy senior, you're like, hey, sergeant, hey, sir. Uh, you know, according to uh, AR 67-1 or whatever it is now, you have to blouse your boots according to this over the second eyelid, blah, blah, blah. You know, but you need to know what it is. But you as a, as a soldier, regardless of what realm you're in or Navy or whatever, you have basic general military authority. Right. And, and believe you me, if you see a guy like me in there as a Sergeant Major and you come and correct me and you do it with tact, I'm going to walk away. I may, may, I may look through your soul and look at you like I'm going to kill you. 
Right. Because I'm like, damn, I'm fucked up. But what is going to happen is I'm going to walk away and I'm going to be like, that kid was right. Yeah. And goddamn, we're doing right. We're doing good yeah. stuff in this battalion. Really? I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, dude. because and that's what you time, want. Yeah, absolutely. And most of the time that I've seen something, maybe something that I'm doing wrong or somebody else is doing wrong, yeah. if I corrected them or they corrected me, it's something maybe that I didn't know was going on. You know, maybe my collar was like popped or something like that, and I didn't yeah. know it. And somebody else could be like, oh, thanks, man. Yeah. You just saved me an ass chewing for later on. Well, or I mean, whatever it might be. Well, dude, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like a senior leader. Because no one's perfect, man. Yeah, well, and, and, mess it up. and once you get to those levels, who's checking your shit daily? Exactly. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're in a hurry. You're getting your, you're like, you know, like, I will tell you, I did one thing when we first went back to Scorpions. Okay. Uh, we, they didn't authorize us to sew on yet. Mm-hmm. So I put pin on badges and I did my badges upside down. Just to see, because I had a meeting with all my NCOs that day, just to see if anybody would correct me. Right. And guess what? One guy did, but he did it off to the side the right way. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not <laughs> tooting my own horn, but he was one of my soldiers back in the day. Nice, man. He came and he's like, hey, Sergeant Major, can I talk to you for a second? I was like, yeah, what's up? What's up, man? He's like, uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but your, uh, your badges are upside down, Sergeant Major. He's like... If you walk around here, I can fix them for you. Nice. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. I said, I've been walking around with this all day. And, and I know people you brief saw everybody it. else that too? Hey, yeah, this after, guy right here. After. Is the one, okay, good. Yeah, but the point was is just because I'm a Sergeant Major doesn't mean you can't make a correction on me. Right. Absolutely. You know, because it's about. You're looking after your team. Yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about the team and it's about taking care of each other. And, uh, and you know, man, like, like. Um, what I've seen where I'm at now as a civilian and as a retired guy is, believe it or not, a lot of it now that I'm retired is even more, well, not more important, but more so, uh, comparative that I still reach out to these guys and I talk to them because and I never understood this with the retired guys that talked to me because I can still I can still mold and teach and help these guys move out throughout their career. Right. You know, um, granted, things are different. Things are always going to be different. But leadership, leadership is never different. And, you know, in, in one thing I, I truly believe about leadership, man, is it's you either have it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Now you can be taught techniques you can be taught how to lead but you have to have leadership within you and uh and for those of y'all watching there's this one thing you know i used to say is you can hide it till you're a sergeant first class and you can hide it till you're a major and what i mean by that is you can hide the fact that you're not competent that you can't make decisions and that you know you don't want to be the asshole you can hide it until then but once you're a sergeant first class platoon sergeant, guess what? There's 42 guys you're in charge of, and everybody sees it. And it's kind of the same thing in the SF world is once you're an OIC or an NCOIC, everybody sees it. And if you get to that point, and that's why you see in the military, you will see so you see guys that retire sergeant first classes, retire as majors. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they're terrible soldiers mm-hmm. at all, but it's because truthfully and if you're listening and i hurt your feelings i'm sorry but you're just not a leader 
you know, and, and you cannot mess up and make it to Sergeant First Class. You cannot mess up and make it to Major, but once you make it to those levels, that's the point in your career to where, and the reason I say Sergeant First Class is because Sergeant First Class, he doesn't have anybody watching him every day. Right. You know, his guys see him every day. But as a squad leader, you have a platoon sergeant. You have a PL. But as a, as a sergeant first class, first sergeant's not looking at you every day. You know? And it's the same thing with a major. When you're a major at a battalion level, the only, the only thing you're in control of is yourself and your staff. You know? Mm-hmm. So the, the reason I say that is because I could take you and 40 guys like you, put them, well, 40 guys out there, Put them in a put them in a group, and I can point out the leaders just by how they look. There you go. And and it's not and there's nothing. I'm not saying dudes are eight up soldiers or anything by any means. They're good at listening and do what they do. But once you get once you get to that point to where leadership is truly truly key, you'll see that guys kind of stagnate. And the reason that is is they just didn't have it, man. Right. And. Do you believe that leadership is a quality that is, you know, some people are already um, predisposed to having yes. leadership qualities at a younger age, maybe because they, you're a product of your own environment? I believe it's... Create a good chains of good habits. Yeah, I believe it's, I believe it's environment and culture. Environment and culture. Um, and then, obviously, there's probably some DNA that goes into it. Okay. But truthfully, man, I mean, really, you know, there, there are guys who are great at, PT, great at being a rifleman, great at being a saw gunner. But if you put them in charge of soldiers, they suck. Right. And the reason being is because it's not because they don't want to do well, but they don't have that in them to be to be that guy that can be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and at that point, when you get to that level, you have to realize, and I say this all the time, is I'm no longer your friend, man, I'm your leader. Right. You know, and I can't I can't be your friend because if I'm your friend, I'm making decisions based off of this, not this. And and that's why, and I think the military does well at that, is they're able to weed out sergeant first classes or even the Marines, gunny sergeants and majors and say, you're a good dude. You know, we'll let you do 20 years, but then you're done. You know, because you do your job, but once you get to that level, it's like, you're a sergeant first class. You're going to stay in staff. Like even in the SF world, there are guys. So you see much, a lot of guys stay on a team for a very long time yeah. as an E7. And it's and it and it's and it's not so much you know with those guys it's a little different, but it's it's kind of the same thing in the fact that they're like, I like where I'm at because I don't want to be the asshole. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I just wanted to kind of hit on that, man. And I know you being when you're at you know and seeing the things that you see daily. And as you move up, man, in the military, you will see that you'll see those guys. And, and like I said, God love them. They're good at their job, but they're not guys you would want leading a battalion or a team. Or Right. You and know. you know what, with, with SF and maybe a little bit different than what you see over in some of the other units is that uh, you're expected to be a leader. Yes. Right? You're expected to be a leader. Um, and a lot of guys think SF dudes are, you know, guys just like to lift weights, listen to metal, you know, fly on the side of helicopters and just be badass. Yeah. Right. Which is, parts of those are very true. But a real SF guy, in my opinion, and I'm speaking this from a very, very um, beginner's level 
standpoint, from my standpoint, uh, and having 13 years in and seeing and, and being able to work along with these gentlemen, is that you have to be a leader. You have to be able to read personalities, read the operational environment, to be able to see your opponent, see your adversary, maybe the person that you're working with, be able to immediately understand that person, to be able to leverage that person onto your side, leverage that person for a maybe a political end goal, political end state, or for the mission in general. So you be able to read personalities and read environments is very important. Being a leader is the most important thing because you're going to have to go lead you know, 30, 40 people in their language with yes. minimal support, minimal guidance, and it's all on you. That's what I was going to say. It's not just your soldiers you're leading, you're also leading the host nation. Right. You know, um, and I'll tell you, like, I've had SF teams that come work with me, and when they're NCOIC or OIC come up and talk to me and they're in the right uniform looking squared away, I'm like, these dudes are good because I know their discipline and I know, I know, I also know that they understand their environment. So they're like, okay, this is a light infantry unit we're going to talk to, so we're going to be in the right uniform. So we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to freaking butt heads first day, you know, and, it, and it's not, and like I said, man, it's not about the uniform or anything like that because it's a, you know, different world, but it's about understanding your environment, understanding the culture of not only the host nation, but also the forces that control the AO that you're working in. Right. You know, um, and, but that's also the same in the civilian world, man. I mean, like, if I, like you said, if I'm coming to meet you and you're the CEO of a company or something, you know, and I'm looking to get hired or whatever, I'm not going to go in there wearing a t-shirt and jeans and I'm going to go in there wearing a suit, having my shit together, understanding what happened, what I need to talk about and get to the point and look like I know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, dress like a prospect rather than a yeah. suspect. That's usually what because, I Because, you know, truly, and it, it, you know, it sucks to say it, but perception is reality. It is. If you're perceived to not be that, then you're not going to be that, yeah. you know, it, regardless of who you are. But that's why I say, man, I mean, truly. Yeah, man. I mean, you see it everywhere. Yeah. And Smoke and Mirrors, my business partner, Mike, he can even say the same thing. He spent time in the music industry before this, and he'll, he'll say the same thing. Guys rolling up with Gucci and, and wearing all the gold and, and the cars and everything like that. They don't own any of that most of the time. And, but it's a perception. Yeah. And when their audience sees that, they're like, oh, my God, man, I want to be like them. I want to I associate yeah. with those types of guys because and hang out with them, you know, be like them. Because that's how you... That's how you build rapport. Yep. And that's how rapport is built. And rapport is built off of a total commonality between other people. It's either I feel how the other person feels or I want to feel how they feel. Yeah. You're in entrainment with them. And, right? and, and with that rapport, if you have that rapport with them, then they're going to buy into what you're doing. Exactly. And when you're dressed like they are, you've yep. got one part of rapport built already is they feel or they want to feel how you feel at the moment. And you know, like... I used to get the ass on deployments and stuff because we'd have to go drink chai and do those different things. And when I was younger, I didn't understand how important it was to build rapport with those host nation forces or even the local village elders because at the end of the day, it was, if they trust me more, then they're going to help me more, you know? Um, if they don't, then they're going to help the other guy more because it's all about who's going to take care of them the best, which ultimately with that rapport is you're building buy-in. Right. 
Right. So if they buy into the fact that this is my AO and I own it and I'm going to take care of you, then they're going to they're going to take care of you. They're going to tell you when bad guys are there. They're going to tell you what's going on. And it's the same thing with you guys in you know other countries is it's rapport buy-in and with me on the civilian side you know what I think is is so important and I see so much of it not happening is is uh you know I know how to build rapport I know how to talk to people but more importantly what you see is what you get right you know um this is Mac this is who he is this is Alex this is who he is and I know what I see is what I get so I know if they tell me something they're not bullshitting me right you know and that's that's important for me yeah absolutely and then man there's a lot of things I want to touch on with that yeah um but you know you're you're the metal guy and I love metal too you don't see me with like tats like a lot of the other guys that are in the military you don't see you know me with like I don't know you know, I don't see me with the big, nice car and everything like that. Uh, you know, the trucks, all that kind of stuff, the stickers all over them. Yeah. You, you don't see me with that, but that's, that's just not me. I don't discriminate against it, but I wear my personality well. I do what I do well, and I, and I love who I am. I like who I am. And if you're the way you are, man, that's cool, too. It doesn't mean we can't talk. I mean, he's covered in tats right now, and he's got a beard and, and long hair, man. But he accepts me as part of his family, and, and I appreciate that. With that, also, is that uh, uh, we, were, we were talking about it, and I think it was at your place on uh, Yakin. And if it comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it up, man. Mm. Um, and it has to do with you know, just being yourself and not trying to be something that you're not. And uh, the smoke and mirrors, eventually people will see through it. Yes. And nobody wants to work with that type of guy. No, nope. because eventually the bullshit, you know, you'll be able to see right through it. And, and one of the things with the cutthroat business models that you see here, and maybe here in Fayetteville, maybe you see it out there where, where you guys, where y'all are watching right now. Maybe you guys are a business owner, or maybe you're in the military and you see this as well. Um, but one of the biggest things that you can have at your disposal, your ability to be accepting of other people, being able to be yourself around them. If they're even, it might be different. It might be different than you, but accept them. Bring them in and create these alliances. And that's one of the things that we talked about originally that, that you really liked. And I, I try and do here uh, in the community is, is work well with others. You have to be able to work well with others. My mission is to create strategic alliances with everyone here, work well with others. That was my main mission when I came in and talked yeah. with you. Actually, I wasn't looking for anything. I was, and good shout out to my buddy uh, John over at Prepper Jacks. I walked into his uh, place uh, a couple months back, yeah. and you know we had our T-shirts on. We'll be official. And he's like, yeah, you know, he's an older guy. He's like, yeah, you guys selling something? And I'm like, no, no, actually, man, I, I saw your building and 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 I saw your sign. I walked in. And I just wanted to come say hello and, and meet you, get to talk with you, know where you're coming from, and create another alliance and that was it and we become the best of friends yep. over the past couple months john's an amazing guy over at prep projects if you're in fayetteville awesome place for uh survival gear if uh if you're looking for anything going on a cap- camping trip or something like that or maybe you want to learn about how to harvest food and, and uh put in you know, glass containers so you can preserve it as well he's really good with that stuff but that's awesome man yeah. 
just like that, man, you can make a friend. Just by going in and checking in on somebody. Maybe yeah. call someone you've not talked to for a very long time. Or, or just somebody on the street, man. It's, it's as easy as that. Just be nice, man. You know, I'm the nicest guy in the world. And, and I'm pretty sure you know that, Max. Yeah. And guys take advantage of that all the time, man. Um, and, I, and I was talking about it earlier with, with me with Taekwondo. I've been doing martial arts for many years. And I, and I love the martial arts because it teaches more than just how to negotiate a person that's maybe being uh, rude to you, you know, comes and attacks you, and you have to be able to react to that situation. But it, there's so many more things than just the physicality, what it does for you internally and how you can deal with things and, and be respectful of other people. And you never think some of the guys that, that you know, are smiling and being a nice, nice person to you, you know, I land a high angle kick upside your yeah. head or a side kick to the face. You know what I mean, that's the last thing I want to do. And I'm pretty sure that's the last thing that you want to do. But that's the guy you don't want to mess with, yeah. you know. And I'm a nice guy, but I'm no, I'm no martial art, like UFC yeah. guy or anything like that. And I love people. I don't, I don't want to have to do anything like that, but I will defend myself. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, you know, it's, it's what you hit on, man. It's, I mean, like, like, look at me, man, you know. I'm a retired command sergeant major from the 82nd Airborne Division. And I could still be that asshole. Yeah. Because I know guys that are. You're a nice guy, but you look intimidating. Yeah. If I saw you on the street, I'd be like, oh my God. But the the point is, is why do I need to act like that, man? I don't have anything to to. prove to anybody. And also, you know, what I've tried to do with Max Mancave, man, is I, I try to be so transparent because in one day you'll see it, man. When you guys especially if you're active duty, when you get ready to transition, it don't matter if you're a general, sergeant major, whatever. At some point, it's going to hit you when you transition. And what's important to me with all of this is, one, I want to be approachable, you know, to you guys. Now, I like looking the way I do because, and it's not to look tough, it's because... My my whole life, like I'm a heavy metal nerd. Dude, you know? who you are, man. And I love I love metal. I love Viking shit. I love all that stuff. So that's me. And now that I'm retired, I can be that me. You know, and it, it's not about looking tough, but the important thing to me daily, and I do this on on my socials, and some of my buddies are like, wait, why do you do all that crap? Is because I want you guys to know that it's okay to be you, man. Be tr- and be transparent. And by transparency, I say that's what I loved about Alex when I met him. Because if you're transparent, people are going to see it. They're going to see the real you. And and trust me, man. You know, guys like us, I can be a mean, callous son of a bitch if I need to be. Because I've had to be. And I've seen terrible things. And I've had to, you know, I've been in some of the shittiest places on earth. But at the end of the day... That's not what I'm doing anymore. You know, I'm not I'm not here to close with and destroy the enemy. I'm here to let you guys know, like even if you're active duty, that you got an old dude you could talk to and ask questions to. And I might not know everything, but at least I can be a sounding board, you know? Right. Um, you got a lot of experience, and yeah. I've learned so much uh, about you and learned so much about myself. And 
just the army in general, what I'm getting myself into because I came from the Air Force yeah. and things are different over there and it's a professional organization. I loved my job over there, but being over here, there's things that are a little bit different. It's not the same, just like with any branch. Exactly. And you have a lot of deep domain expertise in, in what you did in the past and, and just being an adult yeah. and knowing more. You're taking that wisdom and, and there you go. That's the whole topic of discussion realistically is mentorship and willing to submit yourself to someone else that might have a little bit more experience than you or if somebody's in a position where they need to lead being a follower and, and learning from other people being willing to be mentored being willing to, to submit yourself to be able to learn something more than you did before well you know it, it, it it's great you say that because like you know when guys first meet me, think about when you first met me. If you'd have been like, hey, Matt, I'd have been, I'm a fucking retired command sergeant major from the 82nd Airborne yeah. Division. But I would have lost you at hello. You know what I mean? Because that right there is like, hey, that dude's a dickhead. You know, and it's not about, like, you. I know you found out I was a sergeant major after we talked for a while and all. You know, just like most dudes do. But it's not, because it, it doesn't, at the end of the day, man, that doesn't matter. What matters is... You know, I have a lot of experience and I've seen a lot of shit. And what matters to me is the fact that dudes like you are willing to come talk to me. And if I'm that guy I was in the military, you're not going to want to talk to me. Because you're going to be like, that dude's an asshole, man. He's freaking... And it's, and it's... For me, it's about, you know, obviously, as a Sergeant Major, you know, it was cool. I made Sergeant Major and... A lot of people looked at that as a big deal, but to me, it's not about being a sergeant major. It's about it's about being a human being and being a guy who has a lot of experience in the military, not only as a leader but in combat and learning people. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, if I had to go tell you all the cool things I've done or all the bad guys I've killed and all that shit, then in my mind, I'm failing myself because then obviously I have something to work on because I'm compensating. Right. And, and you know, by virtue of, like, when you when you look at a dude like me, obviously, you know, people are like, you're in the military? Yeah, no shit. Look, I got all, you know. But, but at the end of the day, why does it matter who I was in the military, but more importantly, who I am now and what yeah. I'm doing tomorrow? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because the past, the past helped you learn and grow to who you are. But more importantly, you know, and I, I try to get this along with, with Max Mancave mm -hmm. and to you guys, active duty is live every day, man. Don't survive. Okay. Live. You oh, know? absolutely. And, and by that, I mean, you know, life's going to suck sometimes in the military. But guess what? At the end of the day... The day's going to be over. Shit's going to be behind you. And then the next day you got to live, you know, right. and, and, uh, and we can all survive. We know how to survive, but if you're surviving, then you're not thriving. Right. And if you live, you live for you, man. And even in the military, you know, while you're active, you, and it's hard to understand, but and I think you do it well because of would-be official and all is, is you do live for you. 
Right. You know, I know there's no doubt in my mind that you would take a bullet, die for any one of your brothers in a heartbeat. Absolutely, I will. But at the same time, you also have to understand that if you're not, if you're not looking in here right. and you're not living for you, whenever that, whenever you don't have that purpose anymore, man, everything's going to come, come rolling back at you. And the only thing that can keep you going is understanding that whatever is inside that you have to face it and you have to live every day because yeah. I could tell you all day long all the badass shit I did in the military but how is that going to help me today right absolutely you know, and there's a good quote that says if I don't love me then who will if exactly. I only love myself then what am I yeah one of the big things that I think a lot of guys they struggle with when they get out is taking off the uniform taking off the rank, and they're afraid to get out. And yeah. these are guys that did amazing things. you think these guys were superheroes. I was scared to get out. And, and it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm not, I'm not Sergeant First Class Alex anymore, or Sergeant Major, or, or this, that, and the other. I'm not this anymore. Where is that same person, that same drive, that same courage that that person had, whoever it might be, to sign up, to go into the unknown, to go try something, maybe a hard pipeline, or maybe yeah. going and being mentored by, uh, maybe maybe you came from nothing, maybe you came from something, and you came into the military. Um, where is that same courage that you had to go on these missions, to go on these raids and assaults, and these hitting these objectives? Where's that same mentality that you had when you decided to get out? You know, well, me, you know, you know, man, I can tell you. Being retired and uh, and seeing all the same things I've seen and and dealing with what I've dealt with is the courage now. Once you transition out, it's not about it's not about taking care of the people. It's not about facing all the crap over there. It's about facing what's in here, right. and it's about learning to. Um, like I said, man, learning to live. Like every day of my life, I live with guilt, I live with regret, I have anxiety, depression. But what I've learned to do is I've learned to understand that if I don't face all that yeah. and I don't, I don't live for me, right. then I can't live for anybody. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. That goes into self-love, right? Yeah. And I know, like, guys are all love, man. What is that? It's, it's, it's so true, man. And in the military, it's hard for you to understand that because right. at the end of the day, your job is to make sure I'm okay. Right. You know, because if you don't do your job, I'm dying. Yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you this, guys, who are watching. I don't know if some of you guys know me. Um, I failed everything I've ever done two, three times in the military and I've got back up, gotten back up and come back and succeeded. I failed in business multiple times. Along that entire road, I left myself open to mentorship, left myself open to bringing people into my life, asking, looking, searching for people to come into my life and, and change my life. Like Max changed my life so much and he's come into my life and mentored me. But there was a time when I was younger 17 and before, if you ever run into my parents, ask him who I was, 76 pounds heavier. I thought less of me than anyone thought of me. And I never lived. 
And that's why I live now. I, I, live, I decided to change myself and do a 180 degree turn when I came in 13 years ago, lost the weight that I had to lose. Yeah. And I decided I'm going to change and I'm going to go into the unknown. And I'm going to allow the process to change me, the people to come into my life and change me. Because before then, I never did any of stuff. I never tried. I never lived. Yeah. So I decided to come in and I decided to live. In regards to whatever gets in your way, whatever obstacle gets in your way, you know, whatever obstacle gets in your way, that last obstacle, if you quit before that last obstacle, that might have been the last one that was in your way before you finally decided to make it happen and it decided to move out of the way and then you succeed. And that's what happened to me. Whether it be business, yeah, we'll be official is an amazing company and it's growing. It's going to be super big. And thanks for everyone out there that's purchased the Whoopi hoodie you've done. They're um, the best. Yeah. We, and we appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a customer of ours. And we look forward to meeting you guys. If you ever see us around, please, uh, if you see Mike, my business partner, or myself, uh, come and speak to us. Come have a chat just like we're having right now. And let's talk, man. Let's get a photo together or something like that. And uh, let's just, just be human beings, right? Because um, you guys have helped us. And, and we appreciate you as, as customers customers and um, one of the things that I kind of want to hit on is that um, you know it seems like it was an easy road but it's not and I'm still a young guy and I still got a lot of living to do and I'm gonna live it and I'm gonna live it well and I'm gonna do everything I can to help everybody that's around me to be a better person and to live their life and if anyone is watching here has known me for a long time uh, going through the military some guys are like Alex you never aged <laughs> yeah, and you've never changed. Um, I have changed internally, um, but you know I've always put on a good face for you guys, and always try, been myself. But always give yourself to other people. Always rise to the occasion. If you know you can be a monotone guy, and you can be, um, you know, things that are going on inside of your life, you you could put that on other people. You know, if yeah. you're going through an issue, talk about it. Be real. But don't be the person that goes around and is just negative. Find something within you to give more to other people and you'll, you'll bring them into your life and they'll want to be around you. If you're just Debbie Downer all the time, no one's going to want to yeah. be around you. And, and you just rise to the occasion and it'll elevate your physiology for other people when you meet them. Be a better person to others and, and then you're going to attract the right people into your life eventually. And it will open that that light in your soul yeah. man will, will kind of open and, up yeah and this low-hanging fruit that wasn't there before will start to be there yeah. and, and i talk about it man these mentors that have come into my life the first one i ever met was on an airplane my friend ron up in washington state and he changed my life forever you you know walking into your store that's another just instance right there if you just open yourself up and, and being mentored just to yeah. ask questions and see what's going on in someone else's life. That's mentorship there because you're, yeah. you're, you're not talking about you. You're talking about them and you're trying to see, um, I mean, what, what can I learn from this person? Yeah. How can I make war with a multitude of counselors? And it, and, it, and, it, and it makes your life, but it makes your life feel like it's worth living, but it also, it gives you the fuel to live, yeah. you know, because you know that, if I am having a shitty day or I'm dealing with something bad, hey, I could call Mac, man, and Mac will talk to me and maybe 
I can unload some shit on him. He'll tell me to quit being a bitch, yeah. you know, or maybe he'll say, hey, dude, you know, maybe you want to do this. But it, I'm sure there's guys that you call, man. Rudy, yeah. Reyes, man, uh, I, I had the opportunity to speak with him a you, couple times on you social know what? media. But, man, that guy is dude, something else, dude. I got to tell you about Rudy, man. I have met a lot of guys since I've been retired, a lot of veterans in the veteran community. And I honestly, like Rudy... Me and him, you know, living in a house together for a month and a half. That's, and man, that's awesome. Filming the movie dude. and doing battle together in the movie. Speaking of that, Stephen always tells me I'm, I need to make sure I say his name and all, but our actor, director, uh, producer, writer, Stephen Graham, uh, wrote the movie and directed and starred in The Secret of Cincinnati, and he brought me and Rudy Reyes in on it with Nate Boyer. And, uh, and I got to tell you, man, I have meet, met so many Insta-famous veterans, and I say Insta-famous because of Instagram and all, but Rudy truly is, he and I have sit down and had talks, and we lived the same life back in the day, you know? He's my age, and uh, and we saw real combat, and we saw bad things happen, and, and you know, the difference between me and Rudy is Rudy got out and became a celebrity. And I didn't, but then when I did get out, even back in January when Rudy and I were living together, is Rudy told me straight up, he's like, dude, I was, I was doing everything for everybody else for so long. Yeah. He's like, dude, just do it for you, man. Man, for you real, know, guys. You know, and, and yeah. that resonated so much. But I got to tell you, Rudy, and I know you, you saw the podcast in the video Rudy and I did mm -hmm. is... Oh yeah, it was Rudy awesome. is truly what you see is what you get. Yeah, he I is, love it, man. Regardless, even when he's in a bad mood, he's still happy. That's what I'm talking about, you know? man. That's what I mean, and, but, and, I, and I can relate to that. And that's, but that's who he is, and that's who you are. And and you know, being around guys like y'all, man, it, it it gives me it gives me the strength to be more open. It it lets me know that you know, like, dude, like I said before, man, I'm a tough guy. I mean. That's all well and good, but you know the tougher part of me right now needs to be the guy that that guys like you want to talk to. Yeah, you know, and 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 to tell you the truth, man, that was hard. It was hard to, you know, I've always been a guy that would talk to soldiers and all, but it was hard for me, like super hard to understand how to be open about things, you know, and uh, and like I tell you, man, like. And, and like I said, you guys will see it when you finally get out. And Rudy will tell you, it's going to hit you at some point. Even if you don't see combat, it's not so much the combat, it's the life. And then when the life is over, like you said, man, when you transition, you know, it's, that is gone. So you have to learn to live a different way. And nobody teaches you how to do that. But the way you can do that is be around and talk to people and it doesn't matter if alex is sitting here he's never served in the military it doesn't matter yeah he may not understand that i did a reactive contact in the argonaut valley killed blah 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 but will he what he will understand is the fact that i'm i'm you know i'm having problems because i'm guilty right now or i'm having problems because you know, I'm so anxious about this and all that because at the end of the day, we're all human beings, man. And we can all talk to each other and help help each other through things. And it's not about war stories. 
right. you know, I'll tell war stories with my buddies that were there with me, because that's what that's what buddies do when they get together. Yeah, that were there together, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's not about the war stories, man. It's about we should be talking about what we're doing right now, but what are we gonna do tomorrow, man? Yeah, and we that doing, and that's what I love about things. Rudy is he's. He's focused on tomorrow. Yeah, you know, and uh, and you a know. lot of guys are like, you know, living the. Mo- There's a lot of sayings out there, man. Oh, just live in the moment. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just be here, be in the now, live this moment, and live it the best way you can. Live yeah. for tomorrow. You know, I sometimes I can't even get up in the morning without a schedule, man. I'm I'm like, man, oh. what am I gonna do today? I gotta have something. I gotta have some goals that I want to achieve. That's just who be, I am, and I, that's fine. I used to be the same way, man. Yeah. But, but um, a lot of people have taught me, and that's what makes up a team. Man. I'm different, and that's okay. You're different than me, and that's okay. My business partner, Mike, taught me. He says, if we were all the same, we wouldn't need each other, especially exactly. being on a team. So it's good to have a guy who overthinks sometimes because the guy who doesn't think, maybe this guy over here can knock some sense into this guy. Hey, we're going somewhere we don't need to be going. We're not prepped. We're not ready. Yep. We need to do this, this, this before we go. But also this guy right here who doesn't think as much, he can give you the courage to proceed into the unknown yeah. and get the job done. Both of them together make a great team. Great get the job team. done. And you know, you know, and with that, man, is is uh like I made a post yesterday and it was a it was a George Patton quote. It said uh it said, Always be willing to do whatever that is that you ask of those you command. Yeah. And um regardless of what what uh, position you're in or what you do, if you are there with them, if you're out there with them, obviously your take's going to be different on stuff, but if you're out there with them, they see you and they know that, okay, this shit sucks, but guess what? They're here too. And at the end of the day, guys like me are looking for those couple different guys, like you said, because you want... You want dudes to think outside the box mm-hmm. because, I mean, think about it, man. When I was a first sergeant, for example, I was institutionalized. You know what I mean? Re- realistically, right. when you think about it. Right. But I had guys in the Argonive River Valley that next thing you know, I see one of them. He's got a little Spider-Man fold-up fishing pole that he gets in the mail. And I'm like, the hell's that shit? He's like, first sergeant, I was thinking this will work with tripwires. And I'm like, holy shit. As a first sergeant, I never thought about that. You know, but that's a think outside the box. Right. You know, and that, but the key to that is it never would have been first aren't saying, hey, what the hell is that if I wasn't out there with them? Right. You know, so it all works together. So just, you know. Yeah, questions are the keys to the mind. Yes. And they lock doors. But you can't be, you can't be the guy to listen to those questions if you're not out there with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. And as a leader, that's a that's it's hard because you have so much going on. It's hard to be out there with them, but you have to understand at the end of the day that if you're not, and when you reach a certain level in the military, you don't have to be. I mean, think about it. If Sergeant Major came in in the morning, didn't show up for PT. Who's going to look for him? Yeah. You know, realistically, like who's going to look for him? Nobody. Nobody. Because nobody's looking for Sergeant Major. But if he shows up every morning and they see him at PT, they're like, fuck, this sucks, but Sergeant Major's out here too. Right. You know, and that's... Yeah, yeah. 
I, I can totally relate to that. Whether it might be in the military, with business, Anything. always showing up with it, be with martial arts and my instructor. I'm there, sometimes I do three classes a day, back to back to back, and they're like, this guy never misses a class. And I did miss one the other day because I had to, you know, either went home or I had some other business yeah. I was taking care of at the time. But consistency is important. Being consistent with what you're doing, and then people see that, and you're setting a good example when you're in there. They want to always put me at the front of the class, you know what I mean? Because the guys, uh, this guy's uniform's always ready, you know what I mean? He's always ready to go. Yeah. And everybody else is trying to keep up and, and compete. It's awesome. I love to see it, and you're setting a good example for whether it be all the well, kids in the class or maybe even adults that don't act the same way. Well, see, that's the be no do, man. Yeah. You know, um, like I will tell you, man, I had to get. So I broke my neck on a jump, and this, I jumped two more times before I went and got it fixed, and my C5 was broken. And I got it done. I got my neck fixed during Christmas Exodus leave. You know, we had Christmas block leave. And, you know, the when we got back off of leave, I didn't let any of the guys know in the battalion that I had a broken neck. But guys noticed that the sergeant major wasn't there. Yeah. You know, and that crushed my soul. So I, I made myself go out there. I made myself do things even though I wasn't supposed to. But the key to that is, like you just said, you have to be the example. But where I failed at that point is I should have been open with those guys. Yeah. And I should have been like, hey, man, Sergeant Major's all jacked up right now. I can't go out there because my neck's messed up and all that shit. But opposed to doing that I was afraid that they would look at me like Sergeant Major's just one of those broke dudes now and we're just he's not going to be able to take care of us and all that shit mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing you know in the civilian world is like it's it's not about that it's about it's about how do you handle the situation and I hid it from those guys like I mean you've Vince you know Vince Edwards yep Vince was my right hand yeah. man and him and my school's guy would come in every morning and be like and in my office, Sergeant Major, why ain't you wearing your neck brace? Oh yeah. I'm like, I don't want nobody to see it. Exactly. But if I would have been a better leader, I think I should have been more open to the guys about that. And that's why You know, sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. Better your heart without words than your words without a heart. And if you say it the right way and able to paint a picture for people, I think it's it creates an extreme amount of learning environment for maybe the soldiers that are underneath you or maybe your employees, whatever it might be, who are listening. Yeah. Because if, if you don't do that, hey, what are the second, third order effects of me not doing it? Yeah. And I'm not opening with my guys, how they're not gonna be open with me? You know, or, or whatever yeah. it might be, there's, there's always something that that is down the hole, down the line that's gonna happen if you didn't say it then, something's going to happen because you didn't say it. And you see you see that, man? I mean, like, right there what you just said made this whole day worth it because it's, it's not about what you say. It's about when you say it and how you say it and what, you know. And, you know, I try to look at things from the lens of, a guy that's not there anymore you know what I mean and you're there but for you to say that now as an active guy 
If you can live by that throughout your career, man, and your business, you will always be successful. And, uh, you know, you get to a point to where you feel like you feel like guys look at you like you're bulletproof. You know, like you're, if, you know, in my mind, if they thought something happened to me, then they're like, oh, shit, Sergeant Major, uh, we're fucked, right? But ultimately, if I would have done what you were talking about and talked to those guys and tell them what happened, in the grand scheme of things, it probably would have motivated them more. Yeah. You know, because they'd have been like, yeah, Sergeant Major's injured, but he's getting fixed, right. you know? There's nothing um, wrong with going and seeing. No. Don't use the system. There's people that do that. If you get oh. hurt or something like that, maybe go and well, bring it up because your, your future, your sustainability, your longevity depends on it. Yeah. In life, because you should wanting to care about that. You know, if somebody's hurt or something like that, you know, go see the medic, man. Go go actually be honest about what's going on. Well, you know, it's fu- it's funny you say that. When I was a back in the day, like even as a first sergeant, I always had to say, and I was like, there's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Yeah. Because I'd have dudes, you know, as a first sergeant, guys would have to come bring me their sick all slip. Look at sick all slip, five thirty in the morning. Your knee hurts. Roger, first sergeant. My knee hurts too. Go do PT. <laughs> You tore your a- your ACL or you tore this, you're injured. Go sick call. You know, like, there's a difference between being injured and being hurt. And, man, that, that type of mentality is very hard to come by nowadays. In the civilian world, I love the civilian world. Yeah. I do business with civilians all the time. I'm a civilian. Yeah. We're all people, man. Yeah. We're all people. But that type of personality, dealing with it that way right there, and the way you talk to people yeah. here versus there, is is different man and we yeah. gotta do something we gotta do something right now yeah. we can't just give trophies to everybody just because they're participating no. man we can't just tell everybody things gonna be good and it will you're gonna live the next day you know but you'll be fine but dude you know let's just stop bullshitting ourselves man like we, what's going on well you know like i want to say something real quick before i forget now that you said that yeah, is ahead, uh, i had you know, I had some NCOs ask me when I was a Sergeant Major. They were like, you know, we are, we're always told that physical fitness is so important, you know, doing regular Army PT, but, you know, CrossFit's so much better, blah, blah. And I told them, I was like, I said, let me explain something to you. First off, a PT test in the Army. Yes, it says in the manual that it, it judges your physical and mental toughness and your endurance, right? But does it truly truly test your physical fitness levels and they're like what do you mean i'm like anybody can run two miles and do two minutes of push-ups and two minutes of sit-ups only thing that does is it tells me where you were at that day i said but what you have to remember about physical fitness is whether it's crossfit whether it's foot marching whether it's any kind of physical fitness is physical fitness is so important in the military because not so much we're always told so you can get to the objective right Mm -hmm. no physical fitness is key because two things one if you go fight that objective right right when that fight's over that adrenaline that was up and going has just dropped and guess what there is nothing to keep you going except for your physical prowess your heart's not going to do it your brain's not going to do it because they both shut off because that adrenaline is gone. So the only thing that's going to get you from point A to point B at that point is your physical fitness levels. Right. 
So it's not about getting to the objective. It's about getting back home from the objective. Yeah. Because if you're walking up the side of a mountain in Pakistan or Afghanistan, even if you're a fat body, excuse my language, you're not going to fall out because you're not going to let them leave you out there on the side of a mountain. But when it comes down to at the end of the fight to where you literally have nothing left and you do not have the physical prowess to make it, then you're that guy that's a liability. And, uh, and that's why it's so important. Physical fitness is so important. And also the other piece to it, and I never churched up getting wounded or any of that shit when I was in the Army because I don't believe about, you know, the old rest on your laurel shit that's some bullshit but what i will tell you and what i've told guys throughout the years man is if you're physically fit and you do get injured or you get hurt guess what your body is so much more resilient man it is and mm -hmm. you will you will bounce back and you'll you will make it and the problem i think i see in not just in the military now but is in everyday life is we don't understand that we're supposed to feel some discomfort and pain in order to get to that level you yeah. know because when the pain and discomfort hits because we are and it's my generation's fault we're giving everybody's trophies like hey dude here's your fifth place place trophy or here's your sixth place trophy no man you need to go work harder yeah and it's the same thing in the military because it's a medal man yeah not everybody gets a medal but I'm sure there's certain circumstances where, you know, these guys over here, they, they went on an deployment or something like that, did more, maybe experienced more um, than, than the guy sitting over here, you know, that, that's sitting at a, nothing wrong with sitting at a desk or no. whatever it is, but everybody gets a trophy, you know, yeah. everyone gets a medal or achievement medal or something like that. That also comes from leadership perspective, they need to put those guys in for medals, right? But, but um, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you, man, like everybody getting a... But you know, you know in the back and everything. Is the difference between being nice and being courteous to other people and telling them, "Hey, you did a good job, man," but you failed yeah. to meet the 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 standard here, and you didn't win. You need this to work is what on you this. You can do. Yeah, this exactly. Is what you can do. And that, and that and You're that, not getting a trophy. And that's key. But that's, I know that's a challenge in your world now, is especially physical fitness and all, is because it's about it's about mental toughness, mm -hmm. physical toughness. And it's about pushing yourself because I can push you all day long, but if you're not doing it inside here, yeah, man, then you're not going to, you're not going to get better. Yeah. And that's not just, that, that's just not all guys. Physical fitness is important, but what is physical fitness? It also means your brain because that's part of your yeah. physicality, right? And if you understand how the body works and how every system affects every other system, if you think about it, if the central core nervous system is your brain, right? Not just what you do physically, push-ups, sit-ups, running, CrossFit, martial arts, whatever it might be. What you put into it as far as, you know, what are you doing on your day-to-day -day basis? You read a book, man? You taking in some information that actually means something? Or are you watching the news and being lied to all day? Yeah. It's the thing. You, know, you have to not only just do the physical stuff with the push-ups, the sit-ups, you know, getting on the treadmill, whatever it might be. Do something physical. Build your physical prowess, but also reminding yourself that, you know, that has to do with your heart, man. It has to do with your mind. All of those things have to do with the physical you, you this person sitting right here. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. It's all-inclusive. The people that you have come into your life, that's part of physical too. 
because they're coming into your physical life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude. It's it's so true, man. Keep those people out there that are toxic away from you, man. Keep the thing. Don't don't be on the the, the PlayStation playing. Yeah. And the Xbox. I love me some Xbox and PlayStation, but don't be doing that all day. All right. Yeah. Read a book, man. Read something that's going to help you understand your environment that you're going into. Maybe. Maybe understand a little bit more about your job, man. Pick up one of those books. Pick up that Ranger Handbook. The Ranger Handbook. Right. <laughs> and back in my day, you know, uh, seven dash, uh, was it seven dash eight? The old, uh, what's the new basic infantry uh, battle drill book now? Is it four dot? I don't know. There's all these dots now. It's crazy. Dot, dot this. But, uh, man, go pick yourself up one. I need to go read mine. But no, right here, man. Like, even a PT test, man, it, that, like I said, that right there, the only thing that shows me as a leader is that you showed up that day and you pushed yourself, right. you know, because trust me, trust me, anybody can run 1154 on a two mile if they truly want to. Now it sucks, but if you want to, you can because it's 11 minutes and 54 seconds. When it's over, it's over. It's over, man. And, uh, you know, I used to tell guys, I'm like, how do I get better on the PT test? I was like, you know how you get better? The day you take a PT test, you push yourself till you can't push anymore and then just sustain it. Yeah. And then when it's over, it's over. You don't it, have to be the guy that's run. I know a guy, my buddy Rich. Yeah. As you listen, might know who I'm talking about. But this guy runs a 957 two-mile. He literally, and he's a, he's a muscle guy, too. He's not just one of those little sticks, man. This guy can push some yeah. weight, too, and take care of himself. But I've never seen somebody push themselves. And it's not because his physical ability as much as it is his mental ability. This guy does not accept mediocrity in his life whatsoever. When no. he's running, he's running like his life depends on it, man. And that, and if it means so much to you as well, it is your life. <laughs> well, Give it everything you got. I can tell you from an old guy who's seen a lot of stuff out there, guys. If you listen to this and you're active and you know... Like, PT's aggravating, I get it, all that stuff. But it is so damn important, man. Like, it, it will, you know, you don't realize, especially as a young person, how important it is till you get older. And, I mean, look at me, man. I've been retired for three and a half years now. If I stopped doing, lifting weights and doing all the shit I do, I'd probably die. You know, because I was so used to doing everything all those years. And my brain... It doesn't understand how to quit. And if you can wire your brain that way, and it's all about, it's, I mean, it's cliche to say, but it's mindset. If you say, I can do it, then guess what? You can do it. I mean, hell, that's why when I was a battalion sergeant major, on our battalion on the front, me and my colonel, we had two fury. That's want to. Because every day you got to want to do it. You have to want to. You know, that's body period. Can't achieve what the mind can perceive, right? Yep, and that's it. You just have to want to. You know, you can't. You can't. It's not military. Not it. You can't come into anything and expect to be successful if you truly don't want to do it within your mind and your heart. Right. Right. Man, this is an all-inclusive conversation, guys. Not just military. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is this is, this is the answers right here, and we're going to continue to do this stuff. Hopefully, I'm coming on another time. Oh yeah. With with Mac as well. Yeah. here because um, this is some interesting stuff and you know we didn't have like a syllabus you know, no we didn't no. have an agenda we're, we're just talking talk man letting the letting the, the discussion take us where they may right and uh, and that's awesome and now I, I would uh, what I'd like to ask you man is is I have a lot of guys like I even 
talked to one of my guys through text last night, but like, and I'm not trying to be on a pedestal or anything, but like, truly for you being, you know, who you are in the military, how much does it mean to have an old SAR major who you know is not just some little pencil pusher to be there as a friend to you, but also be somebody that you could talk to about anything. You know, I mean, that's, and that's what I'm, the reason I asked that before you answer is because I'm trying to show the guys out there like me that, dude, we need more of me. We need more of us yeah. to talk to you guys and and let you guys know that, dude, we might seem like we got our shit together, but guess what? We're just like you, man. Hey, man. You know, we grew up the same way, and then we get out, we have issues just like the young E4 that gets out. Right. But if at you've the been end, there and you've yeah. done it. Yeah. And submit yourself. Just be open to other people. And yeah. I know guys that never want to listen to their parents. They never want to listen to some person yeah. who has experience in what it is that they're in, what they want to go do, or something that that person's done already. One of the things that I have learned, and one of the things that I try to do all the time, is keep myself open. Because you never know who you're going to run into on an airplane. I met Truth. my number one mentor ever come to my life, Ron, up in Washington on an airplane. And just because I decided to, one, talk myself in first class, by the way. Because mm. <laughs> I, I thought, I usually try to do that, by the way. And it, sat it beside works this a guy, lot of man. And yeah, because I want to sit up there. I'm not saying the guys that are sitting in coach are not winners, but I wanted to sit beside somebody that might, might change my life. And you know what? It did. And I was open. And I talked to this guy, and this guy changed my life. Walking into a store, maybe on Yak or something like that, and I ran into my, my great friend here at Mac. Just leaving yourself open and, and, and just believing in yourself, having some courage. Because I'll tell you right now, guys, I was not the guy who would be in class and give a speech. I was not, I was a guy that had no physical ability when I was in high school. I was 220 something pounds. Maybe someone that I went to high school with might see this video and maybe be like, I know that guy, but you don't know who I am now. And uh, I'm not the same guy I was last year or the year before and I will continue to change and I will continue to evolve and be a better person and I expect the same thing out of you guys that are watching and the only way you're going to do that is that you push yourself and also ask the people that are around you go and find mentors go find some person who's yeah. in that area that you want to go into you think I just learned what it is that I learned about business just because you know I, I just yeah a, a majority of those things I learned through trial and error but some of the critical things that have, have definitely helped me get to where I am right now, and I'm not some big shot, I'm not at all, but I have been successful at the things that I've decided to do because one, trial and error, failing and learning and picking myself back up, learning from myself, and then what we're talking about right now, learning from others. Learning from others, opening yourself up, asking Somebody, please, just come into my life, man. There's just some people out there I know that are right now listening that are like, please, somebody just come into my life, man. It is not going to happen for you if you don't open yourself up. It's not going to happen for you if you don't open yourself up and just go out there and just, man, it's, it's just not going to fall into your lap, man. And, and I'm telling you right now by experience, and I'm a younger guy, but uh, I've been able to be where I'm at right now and with a successful company, two successful companies, being where I'm at in the military is because I decided to just give it everything I have, but I didn't do it alone. 
I did it with others. And uh, one of those things is just finding the right people in your life. And not being afraid to, to, to ostracize some of the people that shouldn't be in your life, man. Key. You know, you know, um, like the whole idea behind Max Man Cave is I want people to understand that this is a safe place for you to come, man. You know, hit me up. Ask me questions. Talk to me. You know, I may not be the one you want to come into your life, but I'm an old dude who's seen a lot of shit who can be a sounding board for you. And that's yeah. the idea behind Max Man Cave. And, and, and like I said, man, uh, you know, the, the question I was asking is, and, you know, I, I kind of know the answer because a couple guys told me, but, you know, as a, as a, as a guy active duty right now, and this is for the guys like me out there, you know, in like one sentence or less, what does it mean to you to have a guy like me that if you needed to, you could call? You know, like, like truly, whether it's, whether it's about heavy metal or about army or about life, what, is it, what does it mean to you to have, because I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not smarter, but I have lived the life you've lived. And that's, and that's why I asked that because. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got it for you. Yeah. It's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Bingo. You know, and that's what he said there is so true. And that's why, like, even me, I still reach out to my mentors, man, is because it's life. Life is a it's a struggle. But to live, you have to live. And and sometimes to live, you need some support. And you get that support by people who you truly trust, who you truly respect, and who respect you. And, you know, and every day that you get up and you know that shit might suck. But if I call Alex because I'm in a, I'm, I'm like, nah, I just don't feel good. It's going to make me feel better just talking to him. Yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, me with some of my mentors, man. And, it, and it's not about, it's not about who's right who's wrong any of that stuff it's about family and it's about it's about as human beings connecting with each other right and and i tell you guys man like you know what i what i'm truly trying to do with max man cave is i'm trying to i'm trying to i want to get i want to get people to come together feel like they're part of something but i also want like you said i want to build that network man i want to build uh, you know, where if a kid on Fort Bragg hits me up and he's trying to go into the SF pipeline and he's got questions, then I can call Alex and yeah. be like, "Hey, man, can you talk to this kid and give him some give him yeah. some advice?" Or if a E8's about to go to Sergeant Major Academy and he's trying to figure out what to do and you just run into him in a in a fucking in the in the uh, food court, you'd be like, "Hey, my buddy Max, a retired Sergeant Major. Hey, give him a call." And I can't tell you, know? you how many times that that's actually happened to me. Um, yeah. There's a guy that was on my team uh, recently. There was a guy that wanted to go in the Air Force for pararescue. And like I said, I failed everything I've ever done. I went through that school three times. And, you know, the guy was like, hey, you know, I don't know if you want to talk to this guy because he failed and everything like that. And the guy's like, that's the guy I want to talk to because he's failed. And you tell me what not to do. And I tell him, hey, I can give you some pointers here, but I know the guy that you can talk to. I know the guy. 
that you can talk to. An instructor at that school for over 20 years. And um, that's the thing. You know, that, it's a dot-to-dot principle. You might not know the guy, but you, you know, the guy that knows the guy, right? And yeah. I know a guy right here that can change your life, Mac. Man, you've changed my life so much, oh. man, in the time, in the, in the short time that, that I've known you. It's, it's crazy. I've only met you only last year. Yeah. But uh, you've done a lot for me, uh, for Will Be Official, and uh, for so many people that have wanted to hear you talk and speak your wisdom into them. And it's just amazing. I hear people all the time that, that I do business with, and I ask them, I mean, you know, Mac. Um, and they're like, yeah, man, I know him, dude. He's my sergeant major over the 82nd, wherever it might be. And uh, they get so excited. And, and, and for you to be able to have a platform to speak on here at Max Man Cave, man, that's just something. Well, dude, talking to you guys, talking to you guys is what keeps me alive, man, you know? Um, I love my family, I love my wife, you know, all that stuff, but, you know, still, still being out there and trying to be seen and, you know, showing you guys that it's okay, man, for one, to be like me and not be okay, but two, just to live, live daily life, man, and just be you, dude, and when you're in the army, if somebody yells at you because freaking you didn't do something right, then fix it, don't fucking take it personal. Just fix it, and then it's over, man, because at the end of the day, the only thing they're trying to do is teach you what to do right. And, uh, and you know, and, 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 and with anybody I meet, with anything I do, man, it's just, I just look at everybody like, I want to be open to you guys. I want you guys to be friends with me. Now, if you come up to me and tell me all the badass stuff you did, I'm going to be like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm not even going to talk to you because guess what? None of that shit matters. I could freaking, we could, we could have a measuring contest all day long for the Johnsons, but why does that matter? It doesn't. It doesn't matter, guys. What matters is what we're doing right now, man. It's just hanging and talking. I mean, you know, for if any of my buddies are out there, and I know a couple do watch, man, you know, to be here sitting with a guy that's active duty right now. To be an overtired command sergeant major, to be drinking some whiskey with them and just chilling. Sometimes to some guys, man, that's a life-changing experience. And and it's not about, they don't, it's not so much all the cool shit you did. It's, it's so much the fact that they know where you've been, but yet they know you soared on this pedestal and this platform, but now you're so grounded. And if you're grounded like that, these guys are going to continue to talk to you. So please, and I say this, you know, we didn't talk about the suicide a lot because I've done that. I just did one yesterday. But the important thing, both active duty and, and veterans for guys like me, is to just let you guys know that guess what, man? We all have issues, man. We all deal with shit. We all have shitty times. But we can all get through it by doing this. Right. Just talking to each other. And knowing that even if I call Alex, I don't have to tell him that I'm about to put a gun in my mouth. But if I call him and tell him, hey, dude, you know, I just want to talk to you, man. See what's up. Just talking to him will make me feel better. But also, if Alex is doing well and he's just out there and he hits me up just out of the blue, I might be in that bad place and then I see that text from you or whatever and it 
perks me up and puts me in the good place. And make know? make that something that you do on your daily basis. There Maybe you go. something you can embed into a routine or something like that. And I'm big on routines uh, in a good way. Don't get stuck in a routine, especially a bad one. You got a good one, keep it up, right? But one of the things that I choose to do and what I encourage other people to do is maybe find about two people every single day that you can either text or send an email to. I still do letters too that I, I think it's really traditional and there's a lot of intent behind it, sending somebody a letter, maybe getting on a uh, duo or a FaceTime chat with somebody. It, it's powerful, guys, and I think that's something that, that would just better your life in general if you did something like that. Go reach out to somebody and, and, and put a put a hand on the shoulder because people yeah. need uh, somebody nowadays with everything that's going on. Yeah, not just veterans, man. Everybody needs somebody. And uh, yeah, man, so, I mean, we've been on here for almost two hours. I mean, I could talk, you know, man, we could talk for yeah, man. six we hours, could talk for eight a hours. Long time. But, uh, you know, before we get off of here, what I really want to talk about is would be official, man. These guys they're not only just a brand they're good dudes and their shit is amazing and uh i know a lot of places i've seen a lot of guys at brag have them but definitely check out would be official man because here guys because it's real man it's real stuff it's real dudes i mean active duty badass right here he'd never say he's a badass but he is you know if i had to go shoot at somebody tomorrow i'd want him beside me um but you know, man, I mean, it's, and that's checking those guys out. Checking out, you know, like Rudy Reyes, like we talked about. Rudy. You know. What's up, man? Like Rudy has radioactive now, you know. It's about us taking care of each other, man. And to be able to have Alex come here in the man cave and just chill with me, man, is, you know, he don't realize truly how much that means to me in my heart and how much it keeps me alive, but it does, man. And I want to do more of this. So, like I said before, man, if you know anybody or you guys out there know anybody that could use a little time with me or just to bullshit or whatever, have them hit me up, man. DM me. Uh, go to maxmancave.com. I got the email on there. Any of that stuff, man, just hit me up. And uh, and if you got questions about we'll be official, obviously it's... Uh, it's what www.willbeofficial.com yes uh find us at willbeofficial.com yep. or find us on instagram at willbeofficial we'll be our official. facebook page is willbehoodie and also willbeofficial as well you can reach out to reach out to us on those platforms and then also uh reach out reach out to mac here you have a couple pages yourself mm -hmm. for for here um the yeah, max I'll, man cave yep max man cave chats and then i have uh maxmancave.com and then i have uh max man cave on uh facebook uh but yeah man the idea is we're all here together man and yeah. that's and that's the point and you guys need anything just reach out it might not be wanting to order a product maybe just to see how we're doing or if you got a questions or anything like that just like with with, with max platform here to sit us up man we well, love to help you out Hey, you got a shirt on Check here. Check out this, this badass shirt. shirt. And you can find Look those out on our website at willbeofficial.com. Oh, there he goes, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's badass, man. Like oh, I said, man. dude, I don't just support anybody, man. These guys are real dudes uh, who really who really are like legit guys and that, you know, show them some love, man. Yeah. And it'll keep you warm and it's badass and it looks cool. And uh, I mean, when I was growing up in the military, if I could have had a Whoopi hoodie, 
it would have been the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. man. It's that it's that alien technology weave. Yeah. That quilted weave that keeps you warm. You and know? what are, what are the uh, the uh, patterns that you guys have now? Oh, we, we just opened up a whole other line of patterns that are available coming soon. We opened up pre-orders on Friday. I'm sure some of you guys that are watching saw that. We have the Tiger Stripe that's out. We have the Tiger Stripe Black that's only available. It will be official. We're going to have black, multicam black. Uh, we'll have them in zips and pullovers as well. We also have whoobies too because a lot of guys were saying, hey, man, can you guys make some whoobies? You guys are whoobie official, right? And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, man, we got them coming. We already have them produced. So uh, go find them. We got pre-orders already open up. Go check them out and uh, place yourself a pre-order so you can get in line. We already have them uh, being made and shipped to us soon. So uh, go on and reserve one for yourself online at whoobieofficial.com. Uh, we call it Tiger King, by the way. Instead of Tiger Stripe, we want to be a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? Like we got the Rhodesian and we have Gen 3s. Only available at Wobby Official as well. And you're going to see something different with these uh, Wobby hoodies. So go online, check it out. We did a collaboration with our great friend Chad over at Kraken Skulls. Uh, you can find him on 822 Shannon Drive here in Fayetteville. Go stop by the compound and check him out as well. Chad's an amazing guy. If you're a beard guy, Go check him out too. So I asked Mac if he can yeah. go check him out as well. I'm gonna go um, check him out. Yeah, man. Yeah, go check out Crack of Skulls. We did a collab with them on the Gen 3. So that's kind of a little example of what you'll see from our Gen 3. But we're gonna be stepping it up a little bit more for you guys too. So what you guys give us in the DMs, we take into consideration and we make improvements. So keep on with your following and, and keep being uh, friends of ours over at We'll Be Official. We, we love you guys and we support you guys. Thank you so much for what you guys do. And uh, we appreciate your business. And with that said, man, I uh, just want to tell you all, man, I really appreciate this. This is what it's all about, man, just bringing us together. Uh, help, brothers helping brothers, sisters helping sisters, and that's what Max Man Cave is all about. So it was so awesome to have you here, Alex, and uh, thank you Thanks, so Max. much. I appreciate you guys having yeah. me. And, and you, thanks, you guys are the shit and continue to hit me up and you know at the end of the day like i said man just live That's live about, live guys. live and don't give a shit what anybody thinks just be yourself and that's what it's about man and that's what's up, man check these guys out check me out and i hope to talk to you soon y'all take care thanks guys bye